Well, hello, hello, and hello. Welcome back to the Movie Bugle Podcast. My name is Justin, and I am so excited that you guys have decided to listen to me talk about movies and TV shows. As always, you can follow me on my Instagram page at The Movie Bugle. I'm also available for The Movie Bugle on iHeartRadio. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Stitcher. I'm on Google Podcasts. I'm on TuneIn. And I am on Spotify. So thanks for tuning in and let's get started. So if you guys have been following me along in season three, I'm on episode three. Well, I was about to say that rhyme, but I just said the same word twice. (laughs) But anyways, um, the past couple of episodes, I have been doing like a little mini series leading up to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Now, with the release schedule, I wanted to I wanted to try to do it in a way that it gave people time to catch up on some things. I know not everyone rushes out to see the movie on the first weekend. So the episode three is actually going to come out the Monday after um, the movie is released and then the spoiler review is going to come out the following Monday. The reason why I did that is because I wanted to give people two weekends to go and see this movie. If you haven't seen the movie yet, it's okay. I'm not going to be talking about the movie in this particular episode. Um, the last episode, we did a recap of Wanda's journey up into this movie. And on this episode, we're going to do a journey for Doctor Strange. So this is just a review. This is not a review of the movie itself. So don't worry about it. If you haven't seen the movie yet, you could definitely take a listen to this. Um, I'm at the point I have not seen the movie yet myself. Um, so there's not going to be any spoilers or anything like that. But next week is definitely going to be the spoiler filled review i'm pretty sure there's not going to be a way that i can talk about this movie without it being spoiler free so just wanted to give the update really quick but on this episode i wanted to focus on dr strange you know last week we talked about the empress herself miss wanda maximoff aka the scarlet witch and we talked about her journey all the way from her post-credit scene um and i I think i said it was thor but i think it's actually um captain america when a soldier and she first appeared her and pietro it's one of those movies that she first appeared um, in a lab with Hydra. And um, and I talked about her journey all the way through the movies, through WandaVision up until this point where we're going to see her in this movie. So now I want to actually go through the history of Doctor Strange. And I'm going to keep it more like MCU centric only because I didn't really read Doctor Strange comics growing up. Um, he was always very like mystical. And, you know, if you had any Christian parents like me, anything with witchcraft or sorcery or magic, magic you had to stay away from <laughs> but i will say that doctor strange has become one of my favorite mcu characters one of my favorite superheroes honestly anyone with powers anyone with magic anyone with you know that type of ability sign me up i definitely want to be in their corner if anyone tries to come and attack me so <laughs> but um i want to talk about doctor strange because Leading up to this movie, he has a very pivotal point. Obviously, this is his sequel to his 2016 movie, First Doctor Strange. So this is his sequel. Um, Even though Wanda's in it, even though we're going to have a few of the characters show up, you know, he actually started this whole thing. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. But he, you know, he was a catalyst. He was a part of the reason why this whole multiverse is have gone into madness. And I just want to talk about his journey leading up to this point. So 
Let's go all the way back to his first appearance, um, which is in his solo standalone movie, Doctor Strange, back in 2016. And at this point, he was just Stephen Strange. He was an arrogant surgeon. Um, He worked at a hospital. He was a top surgeon. Now, he was arrogant, but he was good at his craft. You know, he was one of the top surgeons in the world. And what's funny is um, they name drop him. um, I would say timeline wise um, in Avengers Endgame. But we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, So his name actually first appeared. If you just think about chronological, not appearance wise, um, his name appeared before we actually see him. But we'll talk about that when we get to Avengers Endgame a little bit. Anyways, he's an arrogant surgeon and he is, you know, saving people's lives and stuff like that in the hospital. He knows he's the shit and all the stuff like that. Right. We're also introduced into Christine Palmer, played by Rachel McAdams, who if one of my favorite movies ever, Mean Girls, <laughs> Regina George. Anyways, <laughs> but um, he you can tell that he used to have history with her. They used to be together romantically, but obviously she couldn't deal with his arrogance. And, you know, there's, I'm pretty sure there's other stuff that she couldn't deal with. And we um right after we meet him he's on his way to like a banquet or a benefit or something like that um driving really fast on the side of a mountain and gets into a car crash where the car flips off the side of the mountain and he's brutally injured like almost to the point of fatality and he loses the ability to use his hands and he at this point he spends all his resources going to all these different like doctors and top surgeons in the world um they do so many surgeries on him to try to um have him regain the ability to use his hands and from what you can see his hands are shaky um he can't keep them steady and of course he goes into like this madness state where he is trying to be like you know i'm trying to fix myself i can't do this and christine is like you know i can't be around you anymore all this jazz whatever blah blah blah, blah. he hears about this one guy who was paralyzed from i don't know if it, i don't know if he was shot or if he was in a car crash as well and he went somewhere overseas and now he's able to walk again so he goes to visit this guy he's playing basketball on like in the streets of new york and this guy tells him that he went to go see like this ancient person who was able to cure him um but doesn't want to give him too much like details and stuff like that and Stephen Strange is like, we're going to find this person. So, of course, he spends his last money, goes across the world and finds the ancient one who at first introduces him to the mystic arts. Now, because of the type of person that Stephen Strange is, he doesn't believe in magic. He doesn't believe in spells. I'm pretty sure he doesn't believe in God. He believes in science and he believes in facts. So it was so funny because before this movie came out there they put out this like little 15 minute um it wasn't the entire beginning of the movie but it was like like clips of like you know like like the cuts of the beginning of the movie and they wanted to show what the sequence would look like what this movie was going to look like in 3d now i remember when the trailers were coming out this movie reminded me of inception because of all the trippiness with the you know the how they were moving stuff around and how the world and stuff like that And if you've seen inception you'll know exactly what i'm talking about but when he went to go see the ancient one he's like you know i don't believe in this i don't believe in you and you're wasting my time and she does this little thing to him that knocks his astral self out of his regular body and you know he's like whoa what happened and then she brings him 
back and Mordo is like oh okay you know I guess like whatever and then she does it again and sends him on this trip where he goes through like uh, the multiverse I guess he goes through like the ends of space and he really gets exposed to like another side of reality that he didn't know existed when she brings him back to our reality, he's like, teach me. And his journey takes off from there. And you know what's so funny is because he is a very headstrong person, he wanted to master the craft of the mystic arts. So he obviously he sees this book that could teach him about the time stone. He sees, you know, all these different ways that he can learn it. And he learns fast and the ancient one puts him to the test. You know, skip throughout the movie, he becomes a... He doesn't become the Sorcerer Supreme until the Sorcerer is the end of the movie because, you know, the Ancient One passes away. But, you know, Doctor Strange, I actually really liked that movie. For someone who didn't grow up, like, reading about Doctor Strange, I didn't really know too much about the character. I was very intrigued to see how they were going to handle this character. And I have to say, Doctor Strange is probably in my top 10 movies, MCU movies, out of, you know, out of all of them, just because of the weight of the story, the way the story developed, and because of that character himself. So, like I said, by the end of the movie, you know, he gets the Eye of Agamotto. He, you know, he has the Cloak of Levitivity cloak of level to you know what i'm just gonna act like you know is we're gonna just move right on past <laughs> but you know he has his cloak and everything like that he has the eye of, eye of agamotto that has the 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 time stone in the middle of it he learns how to use the time stone he fights dumamu at the end um, by putting him in a, in this loop to keep dumamu from destroying the world and the rest is history so and, I, and he also becomes a sorcerer supreme so Doctor Strange was introduced to us, you know, very heavy from a very dark place. You know, he was a surgeon and he became the Sorcerer Supreme. After that, we skipped to Thor Ragnarok, where there was a little interaction between him, Thor and Loki. Um, they're over here looking for their father and end up on earth somehow and at the um, at dr strange's sanctum and there's a whole interaction with like him and loki you know all the stuff like that was super funny and stuff like that and i remember in that movie he had a very comics accurate costume he had like on the super tan gloves and his his um his costume was very vibrant and bright just because the thor ragnarok movie was very vibrant and bright so it was really cute to see him show up in that movie but you know he's doing his thing you know we have wong over there as well um wong is also a part of the sorcerers you know they and pretty much the doctor strange what they protect is reality so you have part of the avengers that protect you know the physical plane you have the sorcerers that protect reality and as i'm pretty sure as we go on in Especially probably after the end of this movie, we're going to find other characters that are, are going to protect us from like the dark reality or like other different things as well. So really, really cool. Um, after Thor Ragnarok, we see him again in Avengers Infinity War. And this is where we really get to see him use his powers. At this point, it's been a couple of years since he's been the Sorcerer Supreme. So I'm pretty sure he's been studying. He's been protecting things that we don't have and we don't even see. Um, and we see Tony start walking in the garden with Pepper Potts. 
and Doctor Strange shows up in this portal and was like, you know, Tony Stark, I need your help. And then, you know, that's when Hulk comes walking in and, you know, and the events of Infinity War plays out from there. Now, Infinity War was really cool because we never really got everyone together. And I think that was done very strategically and very, you know, perfectly because it made when everyone got together in Avengers Endgame that much more important. You know, the teams were very split up. You had the Guardians of the Galaxy with Thor on one mission. You had Doctor Strange, Spider-Man and um, Iron Man on another mission and then you had you know everyone else that ended up in wakanda so dr strange he is fighting you know the, uh, the children of thanos in the streets of new york alongside with iron man and spider-man the hulk is there too but you know hulk you know as you remember he didn't want to come out so we just had Doctor Strange, Iron Man, and Spider-Man, you know, trying to defend off. And they're there because they're trying to get the Time Stone. Now, I can't remember. I'm going to have to look them up. Hold on one second because I want to remember the Children of Thanos. Um, but they're there to try to get the Time Stone. And if you remember in Infinity War, Ebony Ma was the one who was fighting them the most. You had that big other, like, creature-looking thing that they were also fighting as well, but Ebony Maw has the ability to move things with his mind, and I thought the fight between him and Doctor Strange was really cool. Um, even him fighting Iron Man was really cool as well, but they're trying to get the Time Stone, and we see Doctor Strange put, like, a spell on the Time Stone in the Eye of Akamoto, so that way no one can break it. Uh, no one can open it, pretty much, unless it was Stephen Strange. So then um, Ebony Maw pretty much, like, binds him up and takes him back into the ship. And somehow, Spider-Man and Iron Man end up on the ship as well, and they go into outer space, right? So... I'm not going to go through the entire movie of Infinity War because if I'm pretty sure you've seen it plenty of times like me, but just wanted to give an outline of everything that happened, you know, with Doctor Strange. So as you know, Doctor Strange, um, they end up on Titan with the Guardians of the Galaxy and Doctor Strange is using like his spells to look through all the different types of possibilities. I think it was, if I remember, it was 14,605. <laughs> I remember it was such a random number. It was a big number, but it was so random. And they were like, what are you doing? And you see him over there. He's doing like this little crazy, like little like spell looking thing. And he's moving all this, all types of crazy and all these types of different ways and stuff like that. And he's like, I looked through the, I looked into the future of all the different possibilities of how this can end and there's only one way this can end now i have mentioned before that the fight on titan was one of my favorite fights inside of um, avengers affinity war especially with dr strange and thanos and here's the thing I, I just told you guys earlier that i love anything with magic i love anything with the mystical arts and one of my favorite franchises is harry potter and one of my favorite fights in Harry Potter was in the fifth movie when um, Dumbledore and Voldemort is fighting back and forth and there's no music or anything happening. They're just they're sending spells back and forth. And it was really great. And then we also have like, you know, Harry Potter and Voldemort fighting in the end movie. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it. Anyways, um, <laughs> but, you know, I love that. So when Thanos and 
and Doctor Strange was fighting back and forth. Uh, Thanos was using the um, the Infinity Stones to fight, and Doctor Strange is using his spells, and they're sending stuff back and forth. And that fight didn't last long enough. I remember sitting in the theater. I was just like, oh, I want it to be longer. Oh my God. Okay, sorry, sorry, but I, I just remember because you know I I think that for the first the phase i would say the infinity saga marvel really spent a lot of energy on these heroes that didn't have powers you know like yes captain america was an enhanced human but he really did he was just super he was strong you know what i mean but he didn't have any powers iron man's power was his mind and of course he was able to like develop and make all of these different wonderful weapons and technologies and stuff like that but you have people with actual powers like dr strange like wanda like captain marvel you know what i mean like who have the ability to blast stuff from their their fingers or you know re warp reality and stuff like that so i'm really happy that in phase four and moving forward that we're starting to lean a little bit more on those types of people because i want to see some powers like i want to see you zap someone <laughs> anyways so we have Doctor Strange and Thanos. They're fighting each other and all the stuff like that. And it was amazing. Like I said, I love that fight. And then right after that, you know, Thanos gets the upper hand, tosses Doctor Strange aside. And then Doctor, um, sorry, Thanos and Iron Man are fighting each other. Uh, Thanos stabs Iron Man on the side and, you know, was about to kill him. And then Doctor Strange says, wait, spare his life and I will give you the time stone. And that's where we sort of like, wait, what's what's going on? What's happening? I remember there was a lot of speculations about what was going on. This had to be one of the 14 million sections and five, you know, outcomes that he saw that he had to give up the time stone in order for them to win later. And we already went over the rest of the uh, the events from Infinity War. You know, Thanos snaps and everyone gets dusted, included Doctor Strange. So Doctor Strange knew they were going to eventually win because he saw the outcome. He used the time stone to look into the future and see the outcome. So he knew he was going to get dusted when, when he gave up the time stone and Thanos did his snap. He looked over at Iron Man and was like, there was no other way. And he got dusted. So we leave Avengers infinity war with Dr. Strange gone alongside with a lot of the people from the Avengers team overall. And you know what's funny is I didn't really make the connection until I want to say right before Avengers Endgame came out that all of the original team was there. So, and with the with the exception of like a few of like of the add-ons stuff like that like Nebula and Rocket and you know a few other people like that, but all of the original team was still there and that was obviously done on purpose because they wanted the original team that was like their send off because they were there since the beginning and they're gonna like really bulk up like a lot of like the newer people so they had a lot of the newer people dusted away and came back and helped in the end fight then we skip over to Avengers Endgame. We have the whole thing. Everyone shows back up, all that jazz, stuff like that. They're fighting Thanos. They're trying to get the gauntlet off of him. And Doctor Strange looks over at, you know, Iron Man and holds up his finger and give the, gives the signal and was like, this is it. And Iron Man, I guess, just instinctively knew, like, this was his one moment. Iron Man knew exactly what he was talking about. He takes the stones off of the gauntlet, you know, and then the rest is history. Like I mentioned, Iron Man dies and all stuff like that, blah, 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 blah. 
So at this point, we have Doctor Strange. He is he is presumably to be the Sorcerer Supreme, even though let's go ahead and skip a little bit ahead to um spider-man no way home where we find out he is no longer the sorcerer supreme because he got blipped and wong wasn't wong didn't get blipped so wong is now the sorcerer supreme and dr strange is obviously still there because he's dr strange and spider-man goes to him because um the events of spider-man far from home when he fought mysterio and Mysterio outs him at the end of that movie, which also was the very beginning of Spider-Man No Way Home. And um, Spider-Man's world is like going to like array, you know, they can't get into college. Everyone is like going after them. There's reporters and all that stuff like that. So Spider-Man goes to Doctor Strange and is like, hey, so um, I was wondering if there's a way that you can make everyone forget that I am Spider-Man, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Wong tells him, you know, don't do it. And then he's like, you know, what? if you're going to do it, leave me out of it, which is funny because in the trailer, Wong said, don't cast that spell is too dangerous. And then Dr. Strange is like, OK, but does it anyway. But in the movie, Wong is like, hey, I don't know if you should do that, sis, but you know what? Leave me out of it. I'm not going to be a part of it. And it just leaves. I think that was done deliberately. Maybe we'll see why it was done that way in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. But um, anyways, let's get back over to Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, he eventually tries to do the spell. Um, he brings Spider-Man down into the basement of the Sanctum and was like, everyone you know in your life is going to forget you. And Spider-Man is like, well, you know, um, I don't really don't want MJ to forget who I am. I don't want Ned. I don't want, you know, Aunt May, you know, happy. And like, it keeps distracting Doctor Strange, apparently. And the spell starts to go really crazy and then dr strange um i guess puts the spell into like this little chamber and that was it but when he does that when the spell is going crazy it messes up i guess the reality of different universes so wanted to pause there really quick because this is where we actually get into the thick of things as far as the multiverse now the multiverse was mentioned a few times before you know in previous movies you know obviously the first doctor strange they mentioned the multiverse and spider-man far from home they mentioned multiverse but it was never really like dived into into this point now i talked about in the very first episode of the season about the business reason why all these movies are merging and coming together especially with spider-man far from home and all the jazz and stuff like that but from the creative and movie standpoint, when Doctor Strange was trying to do that spell, um, anyone across any multiverses, I mean, any any universe that knew Spider-Man was, I guess, coming to that universe to get him, I guess. I, I, I guess that's what it was. Um, so you had all these different villains from Sam Raimi, um, from, I think it's Mark Webb. Mark Webb. I know his last name is Webb. Um, the one who directed the the, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. Um, you know, it was uh, Jamie Foxx and also the Lizard who like people who got through some type of way. But um, they all would try to come. 
and obviously the other two Spider-Mans as well. Like they they hopped into this universe as well. All, all at the same time, we also later find out that Venom got sucked into the universe when that happened. Um, but what was interesting that I actually found out, I found this out from you know not personally, but you know at the red carpet for Multiverse of Madness, Kevin Feige, who is the president of Marvel Universe, um, pretty much said that if you haven't seen Loki. I'm sorry, <laughs> but something happens at the very end of Loki where allowed that spell to go wrong. So I don't want to say too, too much just because, you know, honestly, you know, forget it. I'm, I'm already spoiling Spider-Man No Way Home. So if you if you haven't seen Loki, I don't I don't know what you're doing. But anyways, you know, uh, Loki and Sylvie kills he who remains at the very end of the Loki series, which allowed that spell to go to go wrong. And from my interpretation of that, I think the reason why he said that is because there's there was like order amongst the chaos. Yes, there were multiverses and stuff like that. But King the Conqueror or he who remains who that was the form that we met at that point made it so that way the different universes wouldn't connect even with the help of Doctor Strange or the Sorcerer Supreme or, you know, all these different things. I don't think had um, He Who Remained was still alive and those events didn't happen, then we wouldn't be able to have the crossing of all these different universes. But because he was actually killed, that opened up the doorway for these things to happen. So Doctor Strange, he, tries, he, he locks the, the, the spell, which he didn't know that all these different characters came through so we see green goblin pop up we've seen dr otto octavius pop up we see you know the lizard we see um uh electro and who is the last one it's the lizard electro green goblin oh there's one more Oh, Sandman, Sandman. I was like, there's one more. But yeah, uh, so we see all these characters pop up, whatever. There's a whole big fight, and, you know, and I've already talked about Spider-Man No Way Home in a previous season. So if you wanted to hear my breakdown and review for that, go ahead and check that episode out. But just in the, in the relation to Doctor Strange, Doctor, Doctor Strange realizes, hey, this is not how it's supposed to be. We need to send these people back to their universes. Spider-Man finds out that in their universe, their version of Spider-Man kills them. And they were pulled into the MCU universe right at the moment of death. So they, you know, they're still vengeful. They're, you know, they're attacking Spider-Man. They have that mentality, but they're putting two and two together. Like, oh, like for example, a uh, green goblin dies by the hands of his own glider and Otto Octavius tells him he's like hey like you died and it was all over the news like when when you died and um it, even when Otto Octavius dies Sandman tells him like yeah when you died it was it was all over the news but they all died at the hands of Spider-Man so you know of course our Spider-Man being very like oh no I don't want that to happen he you know takes the box and he fights Doctor Strange which is really really cool that fight sequence and everything but I love Spider-Man don't get me wrong I Spider-Man and Black Panther are my two favorite MCU characters I would say 
as far as well they're my two favorite marvel characters period i've always been a fan of spider-man and then as an adult i'm a huge fan of black panther i would throw doctor strange and wanda up there now just because i love their character groups and all the stuff like that but anyways realistically a fight between doctor strange and spider-man I know it was Spider-Man's movie, but come on now. Like, Doctor Strange would have easily, he went against Thanos like, and held his ground. You mean to tell me that he lost to some 17-year-old kid? Anyways, you know, it had to happen with the movie. So Doctor Strange is, you know, kept in the mirror dimension, dangling, I guess, for like 12 hours. And then the events of Spider-Man No Way Home plays out to the point where Doctor Strange comes back and was like, we need to send these people back home. So then, you know, Spider-Man is like, let's go back to the original spell. Um, because at this point, at the very end, I'm like jumping all the way around, but <laughs> but at this point, at the very end, um, they have like that spell that was contained, but then uh, Green Goblin throws a pumpkin, which blows it up, which like unleashes a spell. So now the universe has started to collapse and all these different versions of all these Spider-Man characters are coming through. We can see Scorpion. We can see Rhino coming through all these different silhouettes of all these different characters. I think we saw Black Cat in there. I'm pretty sure we saw every Spider-Man character in the sky just as a silhouette some more visible than others and then um dr strange is trying to hold it and spider-man was like let's do the original spell let's make everyone forget like including aunt may including everyone that just made well Aunt may have passed away at that point but including mj including ned including happy you know everyone let's let's forget so dr strange does the spell and sends it off across the universe and everyone forgets who spider-man is all of the characters that were brought into our universe are sent back home and that's where we end up with dr strange in the multiverse of madness so i think dr strange um I think obviously he caused this to happen. We see in the trailers for this movie that, you know, he has to uh, answer to his things. Like you can't sit here and warp reality for one person and expect them not to be any types of consequences. Uh, we obviously know like Wanda's side of things. And I feel like there's more happening. That's not just Dr. Strange, but I feel like Dr. Strange definitely opened up the door for all these things to happen. Now, like I said, we just learned that because uh, he who remains was killed that allowed Dr. Strange spell to go wrong. But Dr. Strange still chose to warp reality to protect Spider-Man. So there we have it. We're at the point where Dr. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness I think that, you know, we see in the trailers, we're going to have all these different versions of Doctor Strange. We're going to have, you know, zombie Doctor Strange. And honestly, if you haven't seen, like, like for if you haven't seen the first Doctor Strange movie, if you haven't seen WandaVision, if you haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home, you need to watch those for sure because those movies are a direct prequel to this movie, like 100%. But also, if you haven't seen the What If show, like, if you're like me, you're like, oh, you know, why, what is the whole purpose of What If or whatever? I felt that same way too in the very beginning, but honestly, watching it, like, it does tie itself together, but I think What If was done so that way people could see different versions of these characters that are coming. We saw, you know, a zombie, Doctor Strange, we saw all these different things happening. 
And I feel like the reason why we got what if, obviously it was a great story. It was a great, you know, its own side thing. We got like all these different versions of what if this happened and what if this happened instead of this? Like it was what if T'Challa was taken instead of Star-Lord and that was a story. Or what if Steve Rogers never took the super soldier serum and Peggy Carter did? Um, you know, it was all these different things, um, variations of the stories that we already got that led to a whole different, you know, storyline. But I think th that was done. So that way there's going to be certain elements that may pop up in this movie that like, okay, it's not so far fetched. It's not too strange. No pun intended <laughs> because we saw him in, you know, what if before. So if you haven't seen what if I definitely would check it out. Um, I don't think it's. I think it's necessary to see, but I don't think it's like crucial, like like Spider-Man No Way Home or WandaVision and the first Doctor Strange. I think those three movies are obviously the direct prequel to like this Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And if you haven't seen any one of those, I feel like you're going to be lost. You're going to you're going to be lost in this movie to the point, especially wandavision and spider-man no way home spider-man no way home is is the like the direct prequel to this like the whole reason why the multiverse is madness is because of that spell you know what i mean wandavision is going to be the exp explanation as to why wanda is doing what she's doing there's going to be elements that's going to pop up in this movie where if you haven't seen wandavision you're not going to really understand now you still be able to enjoy the movie but you may not fully understand why or what's happening. So I encourage you, if you haven't seen Multiverse of Madness yet, you have some time, go watch it, avoid spoilers. Uh, you know, spoilers have been online already. Um, they popped up when the, they actually been online for a while, but more actual big spoilers have popped up online since the premiere and since reviews started going out. I unfortunately have been spoiled a little bit, but I have been trying to avoid as much as I can because I want to go and enjoy the movie. But you know, that happens when you do the things that I do. So anyways, that is the backstory for Doctor Strange leading up to Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. What do you think is going to happen in Multiverse of Madness? And what do you think is going to happen moving forward? I think that Marvel is trying to lay groundwork again for the things that are going to be happening moving forward. And yes, I feel like both Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness are monumental movies. But I don't think we're going to get monumental movies all the time. We're going to go back to getting some standalone movies. We're going to get back to like some different stuff. There's a lot of things happening with the Disney Plus series. You know, Moon Knight just wrapped up. We have Miss Marvel coming. We have Secret Invasions coming later this year. So I feel like we're going to have like these standalone stuff. But I feel like we need this to happen because it's going to set up things that are coming in the future. Super excited about that. Um, but yeah, let me know what you guys think. I'm super excited to go see it. I can't wait to go see it. Um, and I can't wait to talk with you guys in the spoiler review. Like I mentioned, the next episode will be a spoiler review. I would try to give my quick initial thoughts at the beginning, but at that point, it would have been two weekends in if you haven't seen the movie. I don't know what to tell you, <laughs> but anyways, thanks again for checking out the movie Google podcast. You can find me on iHeartRadio, Apple, a podcast, Stitcher, Google podcasts, tune in and Spotify. You can also follow me on my Instagram page at the movie bugle. And until next time, I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.